Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We did it together as a team and as a community and as a nation and as a globe. We have done it. We have reached the end of this ruinous hellscape that is the year 2020. I am sitting here Thursday, December 31st, on the precipice of a new year. And I just know that the moment that that calendar flips and hits midnight, everything will be fine. 100%. That's how it works, right? Everything will be totally cool. I can go outside. I can, I can just randomly hug someone on the, on the streets, and it won't be – and I'll get scolded for it, not because of the coronavirus, just because that would be super weird. That's how it's going to work. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Jonas Nordman, your host. Hard to believe that this show started, oh, about 10 months ago. And at the time, our biggest worry in all the world was, man, Sylvia DeSosa kind of overreacted, didn't he? In that, in that melee against K-State. We'll do a, a smidge of a year in review, and there's not much to review Kansas basketball-wise. But, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. We started this show in February, rolled right on through. Kansas was on a crazy momentum kick, and then, of course, the world came crashing to a halt. And now we sit here again at 2021's doorstep. Are things better? You know, you make the decision for yourself. But I am going to start the show with a little levity, and then we will take a quick glance back at the year that was both for this program as well as for Kansas basketball, and then a a quick preview of the big game against Texas this weekend. It's another top 10 matchup. Kansas number three, Texas is coming in at number eight. We, of course, saw what KU did in their last top 10 matchup. But that just continues what is a crazy stretch of Big 12 play and what has turned out to be, as we expected, a loaded, top-heavy conference. So KU versus Texas on Saturday. We'll get to that in just a moment. This is Believe in Jayhawks basketball on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Here's what I believe. I believe that after the 12 months that we just endured, let's let's take a break and let's have a laugh. Let's just laugh at the silliness that is Missouri and Missouri basketball, shall we? So, backstory. Missouri's putting together a solid year. Uh, they beat Illinois. They were undefeated up until yesterday, which we'll get to. Uh, they're now ranked. And as Missouri tends to do, they were starting to feel their oats a bit. Hey, we might have something going on here. Look at us. Look at us. This is the show me state. But look at us. 
So that led to R.J. Layton, who? <laughs> R.J. Layton, who on his Twitter profile says he is the Associate Director of Strategic Communications for Mizzou Athletics. I believe he's just a uh, sports information director, uh, communications with the media, sending out press releases, keeping the players in check in terms of media availability. I, I don't know. He, he probably has a lot to do, including being the Twitter voice of Missouri basketball at Mizzou Hoops. So this is a guy that, that touches the people. He reaches out from his keyboard and is the megaphone to the Mizzou public. Sounds like a dreadful job to deal with those people. Huh. So that's, that's R.J. Layton. And according to his Twitter profile picture, maybe a guy that wears T-shirts a little bit too tight for his body type. So that, that gives you a bit of a backstory on R.J. here. So Missouri started to put together a pretty solid year. And R.J. had the gall to tweet this a couple days ago, December 28th, my dad's birthday. Happy belated. Only one AP poll voter hasn't put hashtag Mizzou hoops. Actually, put hashtag Mizzou, but hoops was not part of the hashtag. Hasn't put Mizzou hoops in the top 25 a single time this season. And he's the beat writer for a school to the West, followed by a gif or jif of a guy jokingly putting his hands over his mouth and cheeks going, pretends to be shocked. So, school to the West, Kansas. Harvard of the Plains. <laughs> and the writer and the AP writer that he's talking about is, of course, Jesse Newell, who I've talked about and referenced on this program and on the show a lot because Jesse, even though it is being implied by R.J. Layton, is not a homer. He has a system for his AP voting, and this is he's received a lot of grief for this over the years, but it's what he does, and it's probably the best way to go about AP poll voting. He doesn't look at resumes per se. He essentially says who would be favored. You know, if, if this, this so-called team played a neutral site game, if Mizzou was going up against a team that he ranked, who would be favored? And according to all the different ranking systems, Ken Pomeroy, uh, BPI, Brett Torvik, Sagarin rankings, all the different analytically-based ranking systems. Jesse aggregates those. Maybe puts a little bit of a spin of his own on it you know, in terms of what numbers he looks at. Not bias. I didn't mean his own spin in terms of bias. And then he ranks the teams. So he doesn't even have Mizzou ranked. Big whoop. So R.J. Layton doesn't even tag Jesse, but he's essentially sicking the dogs. He, he is sicking Mizzou Twitter onto Jesse Newell, who had a, a great response. <laughs> Let's see. His response was, where was that? Um, he wrote, <laughs> uh, sports information director sending Twitter hate my way. I guess 2020 can always find new lows. And he goes on to explain, yeah, Missouri's 39th in Ken Pomeroy, 20th in Torvik, 43rd Sagarin, 31st team rankings, 46th in the BPI. So that's why he doesn't ever rank Missouri. It's not based on resume for him. It's based off of what the numbers say. 
Like it, don't like it, it's what he does. And on top of that, if you're saying, oh, but he's just got such a bias towards Kansas. He's a beat writer for the Kansas City Star. He's around KU all the time. Uh, he's just a big old Jayhawk. He, he's got those boots on his feet that look like what the Jayhawk wears. Because for whatever reason, the imaginary bird needs to wear boots with buckles on it. Actually, Jesse Newell has KU ranked ninth. Top 10, yes. But for a team that's pretty consistently number three in, in the rankings, it seems to have settled into the top of, top of the class of that tier right below Gonzaga and Baylor. To Jesse Newell, the guy who covers Kansas every day, he's got them ranked ninth. So, major bias right there. Yeah, okay. So, that was the 28th. Mizzou has a chance to prove themselves in, in the world of their Twitter's eyes. You know, they're undefeated. They have a big game against, against Tennessee yesterday on the 30th. And what did Mizzou do? Again, not that the players, the coaching staff really cares about what their Twitter guy is doing. But in a home game, Number 12, Mizzou, hosting number seven, Tennessee, a real opportunity to prove themselves. And this is where maybe we get a, get a little laugh. Mizzou went out there and lost by 20. <laughs> Again, the show me state may want to start showing people. I know they beat Illinois. But after all that noise, Mizzou all that noise online, so take it for what it's worth. Missouri went out there, lost by 20, only scored 53 points against, yes, a good Tennessee team. But maybe why, that's why Jesse Newell doesn't regard them as a top 20 team, certainly at the moment, top 25 team even at the moment. Good stuff. Good laugh. All right. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. I'm Jonas Nordman. Someone who's also been accused at times of wearing T-shirts maybe a little bit too tight for my body type. That's okay. At least I know where to, how to back off on stupid Twitter controversies. The year that was, Kansas basketball, believe in Jayhawks basketball. Like I said, our very first episode, day after Kansas versus K-State, the fight in the field house. Maybe we should have known at that moment of it was a harbinger of things to come for this calendar year. Of course, Silvio DeSosa gets suspended for essentially the rest of the year. David McCormack misses a couple of games. And KU then proceeded to go on a roll. This show then became a, a place to, I don't know, spout the, the, the greatness of Kansas basketball in the beginning of 2020. Udoka Azubuki, Devon Dotson were playing like superstars. Marcus Garrett would end up being the national player of the year. They were tight but exciting games against TCU. Uh, there was the game down in Oklahoma where KU did not have Devon Dotson. And then, of course, it all accumulated with that excellent and amazing and well-played game between two really good college basketball teams in Waco against Baylor in the game of the year. I, of course, believe that KU should sit everybody for their last 
game of the season, as it would turn out, against Texas Tech. It's a good thing that they played it because they wouldn't have any more games to go. <laughs> Kansas ended up winning that ball game. A couple of really close games against Texas Tech this year as well. Actually, even here in this new season, one point win. Or I should say, oh yeah, one point win, 58-57. Uh, but that would be the last game that KU played with Devon Dotson, Yudoka Azabuki, and Isaiah Moss. <laughs> Don't forget Isaiah Moss. It would be the outright Big 12 champions and what ended up being a really tough league with a team behind them in Baylor who was excellent. Those were the two best defensive teams in the country. And both Baylor and especially Kansas would have been heavy favorites should there have been a March Madness tournament. Of course, the news came down the day after the first day of games at the Sprint Center. So there were two games, I believe, played in the Big 12 tournament. And then the kibosh was put on, well, the world. Everything shut down. We plugged on. Player reviews. Look at the season that was. Uh, we, of course, then turned our attention to Big 12 previews. Taking a look at every team so far, I'd say. The expectations. Everything we expected from the Big 12 has sort of come to fruition. You know, Baylor's really good. K-State stinks. Iowa State's not very good. Hey, TCU's 1-1. There's a glut of teams in the Big 12 that are 1-1 right now. And, uh, yeah, next thing we knew, basketball's back. I shouldn't say next thing we knew. It, it, it was a long and, and strenuous road to get back to college basketball. But right around Thanksgiving, or the day before Thanksgiving for the most of the nation, and the day of Turkey Day, Kansas took on Gonzaga, lost, held their own for about three-fourths of that game. Has since won a couple of close games over Kentucky, North Dakota State, Creighton, and of course Texas Tech, like I just mentioned. So here we are, staring out into the abyss that is a new year with a smoldering wasteland of garbage behind us <laughs> that is 2020. Vaccines are out. Hopefully, we start to see more fans in the stands. And let's hope everyone does their part. And by the, certainly by the middle of next year, uh, hopefully things are somewhat back to normal. Kansas is a good team. Uh, that's sort of my <laughs> that's my scientific breakdown. They are ranked number three, unless you're Jesse Newell, that homer who has them number nine. I, I do think this is a good team that is rounding into form right now, and that leads us right into the ball game against Texas. Send me your memories, send me your thoughts on the season at JoeNasty90 on Twitter. At JonasN310 on Instagram. DMs are open. Uh, thank you to the guests we've had over the course of the year. Nick Schwart, Mike Vernon, of course, Eric Chenoweth. What a great conversation that was. Kansas right now. By the way, so we, we move into 2021. Here's where things stand. KU is 2-0 in Big 12 play. 
That puts them standing by themselves for first place in the Big 12. The reason being both Baylor and KU's opponent on Saturday, Texas, are 1-0. The game against each other canceled or postponed. Go figure. Uh, Texas Tech, TCU, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Kansas State, all sitting at 1-1. One and one. And then Oklahoma State, with all of their Cade Cunninghamness, and Iowa State are both 0 and 2. Here comes the Longhorns. 11 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern. Kansas, according to ESPN's matchup predictor, actually has a 63% chance of being victorious in this game. Uh, There are no betting lines out. College basketball betting lines don't tend to come out until about a day before the game since there's so many over the course of a week. I, I would be interested to see what Vegas thinks of KU's odds against what has turned out to be a very solid Texas Longhorns team. I mentioned preseason in our previews that they brought back everybody <laughs> from last year, a team that finished well, and then added five-star freshman Greg Brown, who has been performing. Leading scorer for Texas, Matt Coleman. And I'll just get it out of the way now. Coleman's got to be the guy to watch, right? Ooh, wow, really taking a stand there. The guy to watch for Texas is the guy who's their leading scorer. Yes, but do also recall that Coleman torched Kansas last year as well. I think he had a 20-point game in there. So he's finally coming into his own after being a really hyped recruit himself, Matt Coleman. And he could make things really difficult. You know, I, I always forget this until I watch KU or I look at their lineup. It's just size and versatility everywhere. Remember, there's no true point guard starting. <laughs> Christian Brown, Ochebaji, Marcus Garrett, and then, of course, Jalen Wilson. Those are all wings, essentially, that are versatile and athletic enough to go out there and guard on the perimeter. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of pick and rolls. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas tries to put David McCormack in a lot of action, see if they can get at him with their athletic guards. Oh, excuse me, I just became a man. And then, of course, Greg Brown down low. Wouldn't be surprised to see, of course, KU switching a lot on the perimeter, but they do that regardless. So that wouldn't be a surprise. That's not breaking any news. Thing I'm most interested to see, if Kansas is continuing their transition into a just chuck and duck kind of team. It's not a good way to really put it. That's not how they're playing. It's finding the open man. It's good modern ball moving basketball. But the idea is still, are, are they still on the path to being primarily like an outside perimeter-oriented team, a three-point shooting team. Because they were like forgetting about David McCormack last game. They're not necessarily looking to feed him. He was just being active and athletic, which I think is the best role for him, certainly at the moment. So Kansas, Texas. It is in the field house. If you're wondering, Texas is number eight. Who have they beaten? Again, not that we should look at just resumes, but this will give you an idea. They have beaten Indiana. They have beaten North Carolina, which isn't really saying much at the moment. They lost by four to Villanova. 
Of course, their game against Baylor was postponed. Uh, they only won by three against Oklahoma State, 77-74. And another key to look at, Texas is not a great three-point shooting team. 32% as a team. Uh, when, I, when I think of their roster, I don't think of necessarily any just pure strokes. Andrew Jones, who is a remarkable story, uh, battled cancer, and now he's back playing. Probably the best shooter on the team. So, yeah, should be a good game. I, I think KU maybe with the home court advantage, even with a smattering of fans, Bill Self versus Shaka Smart. There's always something that happens over the course of a game between those two. Save 2011. I'm talking about since Shaka has gone to Texas. Bill just always figures something out and outsmarts Shaka Smart. <laughs> no pun intended. So I think KU will take this one. Maybe a close game. I'll say Kansas wins by seven. How's that sound? Again, would love to see the line on this one. And that's it. Goodbye, 2020. Hello, 2021. I hope everyone had a great holiday season. Enjoy your New Year's. If you're listening to this somehow between now and midnight of December 31st, stay warm. Uh, If you're listening to this after the New Year, I hope the New Year is going great for you thus far. (laughs) This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show. I am Jonas Nordman. Good night. Have a good new year. Like I said, stay warm. Maybe you're listening to this while you're sledding around. That'd be fun. If you're listening to this to your car and it's a little sleety, a little icy, keep your eyes on the road. It's the beauty of an audio medium. All right, take care. I'll speak with you next week. I will leave you, as always, with a heartfelt and a New Year's version of Rock Chalk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.